You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, happy Thursday, take two. Take two, maybe on Friday. It's getting that time. I told you like two weeks ago, NFL... It's kind of a slog fest. It's a lot of bad Already? games. It's a lot of bad games. There's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of terrible teams. <laughs> oh, oh my God, we're gonna get. Oh, we'll get there. You can blame me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say one sentence and then just let you rip. And then if you don't say what I want you to say, it's just, I'll just chime I, in. After that. I'm not giving up my tickets. I'm sorry, Peter. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'll Fair tell enough. you what. I'm. De- you, we all know I'm going. I'll be at the game this coming Sunday. I'm definitely there the following Sunday, and then after that, I don't know. But you can you can lock that one in. I'm in the next two weeks, so get ready to fade me. Sigh, sigh is right. All right, Peter. Before we get into the London game, uh, let's get into our recap of our picks last week. I didn't do so hot. How about yourself? I did uh, better than you. I mean, I can go three and two. Premium pick. Dylan, I'm four and one in that. Thank you. Picks the fade. Yeah, okay. All right, Lions minus 10. They destroyed the uh, Panthers. Thank you. Uh, 49ers destroyed the Cowboys. Thank you. Minus four. And then the Dolphins uh, destroyed, destroyed the uh, Giants. Uh, Ravens minus four after we uh, both had that pick. Probably should have known. And that was for premium, so I should have known. And then the Texans plus two. They couldn't score in the end zone. So three and two. So you pushed that, right? Didn't you oh, push did the I? Texans? Yeah. No, I they lost by more than that. I thought they lost by two. Am I wrong? Am I crazy? Yo, yes. I don't know. I, I could be totally wrong. I, I thought, thought they, they lost. I thought they lost by like more. No, they lost by two. You pushed. Um, nice. All right. I'm going to text Matt. All right. Three, one, and one. Graphics done. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I went two and three. Uh, look, I was... Uneven. I was a little worried I was going to go 0-5 for a hot minute there. Uh, I had the Ravens minus four, like we talked about before, against the Steelers. The Ravens should have won that game outright. You know. Uh, How many draw passes? Yeah, they had every opportunity. I mean, that's look, that's an L. Uh, I also had the Bills minus five and a half wrong. Uh, the London game, which we'll talk about shortly. I had the Vikings plus four wrong. You know, that was close. The Vikings almost had a backdoor cover at the end. They weren't able to execute. Uh, the picks I got right, I had, of course, the Bengals minus three. The Bengals got back on track. And the 49ers minus four. Um, that should have been my premium pick, and I'm upset it wasn't. So two and three. I am now one and four in premium picks, though. I will uh, fade you on whatever your premium pick is this week. Just out of fair warning. Yeah, I mean, you should just fade me for everything. So Yeah, you went two and three. It's, it's totally fine. That's true. I we did. All, I, you survived the survivor. I did. I did. I did. The Patriots are breaking my heart, and my premiums are breaking my heart. But it's the little things, right? Uh, all right. So as I meant to do earlier, as I was going to do earlier, but let's talk about the London game between the Bills and the Jaguars. So, like Peter, you were just kind of talking about here. Um, you were surprised about how the Jaguars' scheduling kind of unfolded. Yeah. Um. Obviously, they played two weeks in a row in London because they're London's team. 
two and zero and one in this year. I don't know what their overall record is, but it's probably pretty good. And then they did take a bye after two week, two straight weeks in London, with a time difference eight hours, I think. And I don't know where they're going uh, this week, but I, I was surprised. I think they're back home this week, I believe. One my one of the reasons I picked the Bills in the first place was I thought the Jaguars were going to want to get the hell out of London after being there for two weeks. But it actually was an advantage for them. You know, they were acclimated for two weeks and the opposite effect occurred. The Bills, you know, they weren't ready and the Jaguars came prepared. So from a strategic sort of level playing field that this week kind of wasn't for the Bills-Jaguars game. And now next week, Jacksonville's at a disadvantage as well because, of course, you just mentioned they're playing this week and they don't have a bye. So that's a little bit of a funky sort of way of scheduling, kind of clunky from the NFL. But the Jags prevail in the game 25-20. to 20. Uh, They were up big in this game. Uh, the Bills made a, a little bit of a late comeback. They weren't able to execute it. Trevor Lawrence was 25 of 37 for 315 yards and a touchdown. Might have been his best game of the season. Uh, Travis Etienne, he had 26 carries for 136 yards and two touchdowns. Calvin Ridley had seven catches for 122 yards. Uh, with the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen was 27 of 40, 359 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Stephon Diggs was his leading receiver, of course, with eight receptions on 121 yards and a touchdown. The Bills' leading rusher was Josh Allen with 14 yards. The Bills only rushed for a grand total of 29 yards. The Jaguars moved to 3-2 and two on the year, and the Bills fall to 3-2 and two in the year. Uh, right after I called the Bills, my, right after last week, I said the Bills were the best team in the AFC. Of course, that happens. Yeah, I mean, on the Bills, their running game, I feel like we say this every single year, like, it's non-existent at this point. James Cook is terrible, and Damian Harris is a show himself. Latavius Murray, I don't even know why you're on that team. False, false. But, and then Matt Novana, I mean, he's out for the year, I think, right? Yes. And then somebody else got carded Fredavious off, too. White is out. He got hurt last week. Somebody so else got carded off, too. Oh, yeah, you're right. But how even with those two, you're missing your best linebacker and your best corner. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an issue later. I, I really think, like, did Von Miller do anything in this game? I know he's active. I don't think he did I anything. mean, no, not, he didn't really make too too much of an impact. I don't believe he registered a sack. I will fact check that for sure. But I don't think, I don't think he did. But, like, later, I, I don't have any concerns about the Bills. Their offense will be fine. Their defense will get shredded when they're Time is actually right. So maybe for the Bills fan, just wait for the playoffs and bet against them, maybe. No, it's but true, really, though. I mean, the defense is a shell. Yeah, that's one thing that's a concern. I thought Josh Allen was playing some better football, but, you know, this was the game the Jaguars made a statement. I think this game probably says more about the Jaguars because a lot of people sort of kind of forgot about them. A lot of people have been talking about the Houston Texans lately. Even the Tennessee Titans do an extent. Uh, and... You know, the Jaguars have had some slow offensive starts. You know, their offensive line has been really bad. And offensively, they haven't really picked up where they left off last season. But this game, you know, they they got the win. And in this league, you need to beat teams that are going to be in your conference that you're going to be vying for a playoff spot against. And this was a big win for the Jaguars when it comes to playoff seeding, when it comes to potential home field advantage. So this was big for the Jaguars. Uh, overall, I still, in a playoff game, I would take the Bills to beat the Jaguars despite last weekend's results. I still have more confidence in the Buffalo Bills operation. But, you know, the Jags are a team people are sort of sleeping on. Uh, and I think that is something to kind of watch and monitor because no one's really talking about them. Well, because they wouldn't wake up on offense. I mean, they did this week. They did last week versus, sorry, Falcons. But first three weeks, I mean, they couldn't score for anything. 
Oh, the, the Chiefs game was like 17 to 9. You know, they had every opportunity to win that game and they just Yeah, could even not. the Texans they got blown out. Yeah. Really, really tough. But it looks like they could be turning a page, but we need to see it a little bit more consistently. So um we'll see how that goes. All right, let's move on, Peter, to the AFC North showdown between the Steelers and the Ravens. And of course, we were both on the Ravens for this matchup, right? Of course. Should have got that right. We should have got that right. We should have. The Steelers ended up stealing the game away from the Ravens, 17-10, to 10, uh, outscoring the Raven, Ravens 14-0 in the fourth quarter. Kenny Pickett was 18-32 for 224 yards and a touchdown. George Pickens was the leading receiver for the Steelers. He had six catches for 130 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he was 22-38 of 38 for 236 yards and one interception. He was sacked four times. Uh, the Ravens' leading receiver was Zay Flowers, who had five catches for 73 yards. The Steelers moved to 3-2 and two somehow after being one of the first offensive teams in football, and the Ravens fall to 3-2 and two after losing a really winnable um, road game in which, you know, we all know the AFC North comes down to these divisional matchups, and the Ravens had every opportunity to win, and they failed. Speaking of that, I mean, the Steelers beat the Ravens and the Browns, so good on them. The Steelers, all right, Matt Canada, are you? Everybody's seen that viral play, and he doesn't even do anything. That that wasn't his play call, I, I swear to God. Shout out to Kenny Pickett for auto-bullying. Even if he didn't, I'm going to say he did. That's off to him to actually playing. Uh, Jalen Warren uh, obviously played better than Najee Harris. Najee Harris is a bust. You can't even tell me not. And then on the Ravens side, like who dropped the pass for a touchdown? Mark Andrews did. Zay Nelson Aguilar. Nathan Aguilar did. They should have won that game by like 20 points at least. But they didn't. Dude, they, they really should have. That was a real, real blunder for them. Uh, you look at the Steelers, right? First five games, they're three and two, you know, and you could make a real case, right? Like a real case. They could have easily went 0 and 5. Like, you know, oh, for sure. Week two, they squeaked it out against the Browns. Remember that on Monday Night Football? Squeaking it out 26 22. They had a couple of defensive touchdowns, squeaking that one out. Um, Week three at the Raiders, you know, that was a very close. I think that was a Sunday night game. That was a very close game. I believe they were trailing in that game. They yeah, that's because of McDaniels and he kicked the field goal. Correct. Yep, that's what happened there. And then this game, they had every opportunity to lose, and they ended up pulling it out in the fourth quarter. So I, I know the Steelers' record, they're 3-2. I had the over for them for their win total. I, I thought they would really take a step offensively. I haven't really seen that yet. So from a big-picture perspective, I still have some question marks. But in the short term, Getting getting to a three and two record at this point in time, if you're the Steelers, you gotta be really happy with that because you haven't played your best football. You've dealt with a multitude of injuries. Uh, Deontay Johnson's been out. Najee Harris is banged up. Kenny Pickett got banged up. Um, T.J. Watts now banged up, and they're able to still be above 500 after five games. You know that says a lot about Mike Tomlin and you know his operation as a whole, especially with Matt Canada, who we both agree is in way over his head. So. The Steelers able to get by here was very critical. So what do you think about the Raiders? Oh, you're sleeping in a vision right now. You're sleeping in a vision right now. Yeah. And you haven't really games, you but... haven't played your best football at all. Yeah, you haven't at all. Matt Canada should still get fired, but that's fine. Yeah. What do you think about the Ravens? Are they in trouble? No, they're really not in trouble. I mean, their defense is a slog, but as again, I mean, if who are the receivers that I listed in the beginning? Could have had uh, hold on to the ball. They could have won by at least seven points. Mm, I agree, and I, I I do think the Ravens have sort of underperformed through five games. Now it's super early, and I'm not gonna like read too too much into anything. 
But offensively, the Ravens, some games have come out and they've really played well. Other games, they just haven't necessarily had it. This was a game they didn't really necessarily have it. I think they came into this game and they were sort of lax the days ago. I thought they thought they would really run over Pittsburgh, and this just wasn't the case. I do think they are depleted at the offensive skill position. Um, Isaiah Flowers has been great, but other than that, you know, Odell Beckham's been banged up. Nelson Aguilar has been Nelson Aguilar. Mark Andrews missed the first couple weeks of the year. They lost J.K. Dobbins early in the year. Uh, Hill has been banged up. So it's been tough. You know, the offensive line has missed some pieces here and there. I don't think that Ravens defense is necessarily the same unit as it has been in years past. But uh, the Ravens are a team that I don't want to call them overrated through five games, but they should be better than what their record is. It's true, but like Lamar Jackson's playing at MVP level. I mean, he's running for 10 times, I guess. Mm-hmm. Does need more help. And that's probably the most injured team. We say that every year, too. But it's probably the most yeah, injured do. team this year. They do. And I do think it has become more and more apparent that the Ravens really need that number one. That's like three. doctor or something. Like, I don't know. A lot, of, yeah. a lot just of it's just bad luck. Yeah, a lot of it's bad luck. Like the J.K. Dobbins one. Like, what are you going to do about that? The Odell Beckham one, that's more self. And, you know, you know what Odell Beckham was when you signed him and you gave him all that money. You know, he's he's had like he's had knee injuries, ankle injuries for the last couple of years. He's had a couple of like three injuries. people on the offensive line. Right. Yeah. At least three people on defense. I don't know. Rip to the some, some of it's bad luck. Some of it's like the Odell thing. Like you can't call that bad luck because, I mean, no, if, that you, just, like, if yeah. you thought Odell Beckham was going to be healthy for a 17 game season, you were probably kidding yourself. And I'm not saying I wouldn't have taken him because I, I do think he can be a productive receiver when he's on the field. But the question is, when is he going to be on the field? And I think uh, Nelson Aguilar has been what we know what Nelson Aguilar is. And you know what's funny? When I first watched that clip where he dropped that ball, I thought of when um, we, 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 we bet him first touchdown. Remember we loaded him up last year in Vegas? Oh, my God. That's so – You better you better do a first touchdown in like real life. When you're there, we got like what forty dollars on it. Yeah, I think we all did it collectively together. Yeah, it was something stupid. We were we were really feeling Nelson Aguilar. I love the first touchdowns, uh, but I I don't know who I'm stupid car. Face. Listen, all right, Romeo Dobbs. I'm sorry, yeah. Jordan Love can't throw a. Uh, are we talking about that game? Yeah, we're talking about the game. I'll, I'll go off on Jordan Love later. All right, but. First, let's go off on the Patriots, Peter, as another game which I'm in attendance and another loss occurs. Uh, this one worse than the last one, somehow. Uh, the Saints beat the Patriots 34 to nothing in an absolute bloodbath. The Patriots have now lost back-to-back games by 30 points. First time in the Bill Belichick era. Uh, Derek Carr looked like Dan Marino. He was 18-26 for 183 yards and two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, he had 80 yards on 22 carries and one touchdown. Uh, Michael Thomas had four receptions for 65 yards. Patriots offense were held without a touchdown for the second consecutive game. Uh, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi combined for 15 to 31, 111 yards, two picks. And the Patriots' leading receiver was Peter. Do you have any guesses? Let's play a uh, trivia here. Don't even know. Take a guess. Why not? What do you get to lose? Farrell Brown. No, that would have been a good guess, but no. Uh, Kendrick Bourne actually with two catches for 43 yards. Uh, Bourne had two grabs. Um, yeah. So Patriots fall to one and four. Uh, they are now 0-3 at home. <clears throat> Not my fault. Uh, the Saints are 3-2. and uh, They improved to 2-1 and on the roads. So Patriots find themselves in quite, quite a predicament here. I tell you what, I thought this was a game they were going to win. 
I thought this was the game they could kind of get back on track, especially having a difficult first four games of the year. You know, if they were able to get this win, they would have been two and three heading to Vegas, and I thought that would have been a fine place to be in. But here they are, and it looks somehow worse than it was last week, which is hard to fathom. All right, so all right, one stat. Uh, Mac Jones has as many pick sixes as Tom Brady. Mac Jones has more uh, win or home losses than Tom Brady did in his whole Patriot career. Two. Three, you got to stop going to games. Three. Four, uh, that whole offense needs to be blown up. Juju needs to uh, get released. I don't even know why he's doing there. And I'll, I'll just let you go for as long as you need to. Mac Jones is not the answer. It's time to move on. So how would you divide, if we had a blame pie, right, of how this season has kind of unfolded in the last couple of years, right? How would you make a blame pie about how, about what has went wrong for the Patriots? All right, so Bill Belichick is 30%. Robert Kraft is 65%. And Why do you get to, to, to add the 5% to complicate the math? And the quarterback is 5%. No, because I think that Robert That doesn't Kraft add to 100, is, does it? Oh, okay. All right, from the top, from the top. From the, okay, Novacek thirty, yes. uh, Robert Kraft sixty. Okay, quarterback ten. There you go. Offense ten. I would go, Bill Belichick forty, Kraft forty, Mac Jones twenty. That's how I would kind of label it. My blame pie. It's clear that the offensive talent wasn't there. I think that has been apparent early on. And the offensive line, you know, has been the worst it's been for the Patriots. Uh, the skill position players, like you mentioned, Juju Smith-Schuster, he's a shell of himself. Devontae Parker can't separate. Demario Douglas got hurt after he was benched a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Patriots' offensive line can't run block. Ramondre Stevenson has nothing going on. Mac Jones has made some bad decisions. Um, bad decisions? Do you think he's passed for home is bad decision? Well, the, the, I'll tell you what, the last pick wasn't his fault, but the first one was tough. Um, I don't think Bill O'Brien's had a good couple couple games. I think his play calling has not been good. So where do you go from here? Um, To be honest, I have no idea. Mac Jones is going to be the starter forever. I'm stuck with him in the two-quarterback league in fantasy, so that's good. I, I don't really know. I mean, tank for Caleb Williams, but, like, I don't know if this is just the hometown, but like they're gonna turn around. It's gonna be stupid because they're always gonna be just stuck in the middle. So you yeah. think somehow they'll find themselves seven and ten? They will seven and ten, eight and nine, even. Like I don't even know. Look, my confidence was shaken so much in this whole operation on Sunday. Um, I do think for the first time ever, Red Bill Belichick is on the hot seat, and I think it is within the realm of even discussion that this is his last year. With the Patriots, whether no, that's Rick, not as, even that. I, I don't agree with that. I mean, first strip him of GM status because he can't obviously do that. All right. Well, I mean, I I really think that he should be stripped of the GM job at first because uh, obviously the last what, five years he let uh, Jacoby Myers go, obviously, and then just a clue of all that. But like, if you're just gonna hire some, like, who's the top? coaching candidate is he's gonna be worse than Belichick I mean from a coaching all right my, my take on is if you're gonna do it if you're gonna get rid of him as a GM I just I ripped the band-aid off completely 
And I've been a pro Belichick guy for a long time, but if you're going to do it, I think you do it the right way. And when it comes to replacing him, Gerard Mayo may or may not have been promised the job, but that was a that was that was earlier in the year. Has circumstances changed? The number one coach in the market is going to be the Lions' offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. He's going to be the number one candidate. Um, I'm sure there's other guys that are going to pop up. Miami's offensive coordinator uh, Kellen Moore, of course, with the Chargers. Uh, those are three that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, Lou Amarello, the Bengals' defensive coordinator, but. I think in all likelihood, the Patriots are going to find themselves in a 6-11, and 7-10 season. And I do think that Belichick is going to part ways with the Patriots. My prediction. No, no, no way. Because uh, like Robert Kraft doesn't get any of the blame either. I, I think this is... No. When there is something worth, like, the roster I'll construction. Any, I'll bet you any money that he doesn't get. You're really... Yeah. Uh, I, look, I was in the same category as you, but these last two games have been really eye-opening for me. I think the team kind of quit. They sort of gave up in the second half against the Saints, second half against the Cowboys. There's a disconnect between Mac and Bill. There's a disconnect between, I think, the whole offensive unit and Bill. I like, get rid of Mac first. He's not the answer. He has a scored in 10 quarters. 10 so, where, quarters. so where do you get the quarterback then? You go back to the draft? Okay, Williams. Or Carr well, can get, tell me to, two through four. I mean, tell you what, Caleb Williams going number one. I don't think they're getting the first pick of the draft. I don't think they're going to crater. I personally it's don't. It's pretty close. The Bears won on Thursday. It's pretty close. They did. I just, I just can't see them going like freaking one and sixteen. Like I said, they're going to win six games, six or seven games. They're going to pick like ninth, tenth, whatever, eighth. And I, what I think is going to happen, I think Belichick's going to end up getting the boot. I think the next coach, which in my law likelihood will be Rod Mayo. We'll get the decision on the quarterback. Do we want to keep Mac? Do we want to draft someone? Do we want to sign? Do we want to trade? Like, I think that's where the decision will come down. But it's more of an off-season discussion. I'm not saying the season is, like, over by any extent, but I just think their chances of making the playoffs are slim to none at this point. And Belichick deserves quite a lot of criticism, as does Kraft, as does Mac. You know, the three kind of go all hand-in-hand, hand-in-hand, I should say. But I don't. I you think Belichick's job is safer than I do? I think Belichick's on the the real hot seat. I think he's a scapegoat for everybody involved, every single party involved. Fair. Well, this will be a discussion we'll have in January. I don't want to get too too far into uh, this rabbit hole, but the reality is the New England Patriots have been a disappointment on all facets. And will they be able to dig themselves out of this hole and finish the year? I mean, look, Peter, if they somehow can get a little bit of uh, momentum towards the end of the year. Maybe I'll agree with you, but right now it's just, it's just tough to me envision him back in 2024. That's all. Oh my God. I hate how you're going to Vegas. I know. I apologize. I will miss you. Miss you dearly. We'll miss you too. That's going to be all my five questions next week. So good, 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 good. Uh, All right, let's move on to, uh, to the Bengals and the Cardinals. This was a game that the Bengals needed to have, you know, they were, I don't want to call them we're in a sim- similar spot as the Patriots, but, uh, offensively, they have not looked good. You know, Joe Burrow has looked like a shell of himself. Jamar Chase has been asking for the ball. T. Higgins is banged up, but the Bengals executed perfectly offensively, beating the Cardinals thirty-four to twenty. The Bengals improved to two and three. The Cardinals fall to one and four. Joe Burrow was thirty-six of forty-six for three hundred seventeen yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. And uh, shout out to all the Jamar Chase fantasy owners. He had fifteen catches for one hundred ninety-two yards and three touchdown catches. Three. Uh, Josh Dobbs, he was 15-32 to 32 for the Cardinals. He had 166 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. 
James Conner got hurt in this game. He is now placed on IR with an injury. He's going to miss the next month. So are the Bengals like back? <laughs> I mean, kind of, I guess. It's the Cardinals, so take that with a grain of salt. But I mean, kind of. I mean, Joe Burrow d- did look amazing. Best, obviously, he looked all year. Jamar Chase with three touchdowns. You better have won every fantasy league that you're in with Jamar Chase. You know, one of them I lost by two, and I was very disappointed. Oh, my God. That's yeah. not even. The reason The reason was because the person I was facing had Justin Fields, and Fields went off on Thursday, so it kind of offset it. Right. That's fair. But, I mean, it is the Cardinals. Take it with a grain of salt. Josh Dobbs didn't do that bad in hindsight. I mean, Marquise Brown, not bad. Rondo Moore, not bad either. But it's the Cardinals. Take that with a grain of salt. So, yeah. But it was good to see the Bengals get back on track offensively. They needed a game like this, and they got it. You know, I think they're feel like they're in momentum. They're in some groove. Because if they would have lost this game, you know how we were kind of just crapping on the Patriots the last 10 minutes? I think we would have been doing the same thing about the Bengals. Except probably worse, because the Bengals are much more talented than the Patriots. Oh, yeah, for sure. They actually have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. Yeah, like they... Earl, obviously. Yeah, for real. Uh, All right, let's move on to the Chiefs and the Vikings. The Chiefs... Uh, went into Minnesota to get the W over the Vikings. They went 27-20. to 20. Pat Mahomes was 31-41 for 281 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey got hurt in this game. Uh, he hurt his, I believe it was his ankle, but he still had 10 catches for 67 yards and a touchdown. He did return to the action, but it looks like uh, he's not going to play on Thursday Night Football. Uh, the Vikings, they fought a 1-4 on the year. They are now 0-3 at home. Same spot as the Patriots. Cousins was 29-47 for 284 yards and two touchdowns. Speaking of injuries, Justin Jefferson left the game due to a hamstring injury and that he was placed on IR. He's going to miss the next four games. So the Vikings are going to have to uh, go about their business the next four games without Jefferson and rely on rookie Jordan Addison, who had six catches for 64 yards and a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson, who had five catches for 51 yards, and KJ Osborne, who had five catches for 49 yards. So are the Vikings dead? So, I mean, quickly on the Chiefs, don't worry about them. It's totally fine. But uh, on your question, yeah, the Vikings blow it up. Justin Jefferson, I don't know if you're going to get traded, but I don't know if you're going to sign Oh, him. sure, trade him. Good idea, trade him. No, I'm really Great, trade sure. him here. <laughs> yeah, okay. For whatever that stupid uh, trade scenario was. But Kirk Cousins, whoever needs a quarterback, they should just blow it up. Jets. You think, uh, they should, you think Cousins, the uh, Minnesota should think about moving Cousins? Yeah, I think they should just blow it up. This this uh season's lost, obviously. And they should just blow it all. You see, the reason why I don't do that is because the NFC is a weak conference. You know, you look at the NFC, 49ers and the Eagles are clearly head and shoulders above everybody else. Then you have another tier, which is like Dallas, Detroit. But other than that, like you're gonna be competing for a wild card spot against the likes of Sam Howell, Baker Mayfield, Jordan Love, Geno Smith, Matt Stafford and the Rams. Like, as bad as they've played, I do think there is an avenue for them to get to, like, eight wins and sneak into the playoffs. So that's why, I mean, if they were in the AFC, it's a little bit of a different story, but the NFC is wide open. Uh, I do think there is, like, a two-team race up at the top, like I said, and there's a couple teams in the middle, but everybody else is sort of fluid. Like, one week we'll be talking great about uh, I don't know. We, one week we'll rave about the Saints, and then the next week they'll lose like twenty-eight to three, and we're like, "Oh, like guess they suck." So, 
it's tough to really kind of talk about it, talk about it that way. But I just think with the conference being wide open, I would keep Kirk Cousins. It looks like he's probably going to um, be somewhere else in 2024. It's unclear where that's going to be, but it feels like the Vikings want to go in a different direction, whether that's drafting a quarterback, whether that's acquiring a quarterback or whatever it is. But the Vikings seem like they're done with the Kirk Cousins experiment. But, you know, you, you know sometimes the grass his, isn't... It's not clear. his problem. Yeah, the offensive line hasn't been good. You know, the run game... Uh, they lost Dalvin Cook. I know they acquired Cam Akers, but it hasn't looked great. The defense under Brian Flores isn't isn't looking as good as I anticipated it would. So I just I don't think it's on Cousins. I think Cousins had a really good season and is kind of being overshadowed here. Yeah, just wait until the uh, whole world explodes. I, I told you, uh, Justin Jefferson. If there was like a playoff game tomorrow, it'll be over. He he would play. He would still play. So you think you think Jefferson's kind of keeping his dollar value more? Uh... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I could see that. But hamstring injuries are it tricky. But you're right. Them putting him him on IR this soon in the process is a little, little odd. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what the Vikings are able to do the next couple games. But I, I, I don't think they're dead. I, I just you think that conference. my fantasy team. Thank you, Jefferson. Thank you. Appreciate that. Look, the Vikings, their schedule coming up. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a glimpse. Uh, I mean, maybe they are dead. I mean, you look at the schedule. It's not like, I mean, look. The Chiefs are a tough team to be at home. Like, I get it. But uh, they're at the Bears this week. Theoretically, they're going to be favored in that game. So let's just count that as a win. Two and four. Uh, they are home against the 49ers. They'll be an underdog. So it's two and five. At the Packers, what do you think? That's a coin flip. I That's think I would take flip. them. I think I would take them there. That's a coin flip, yeah. Three and five. At the Falcons. Coin flip. We'll, we'll, we'll say they split. We'll say they lose there. Three and six. Uh, home against the Saints. I'll give them that four and six. Yeah. At Denver, they should win that game five and six. Home against the Bears, they should win that game. I mean, six and six through twelve, and then you know the last five games, you you go three and two. That's nine wins right there. So it is manageable. I don't think they're dead dead. But that's all bad, I guess. I didn't see their schedule. Okay. No, they haven't played the Bears yet, so it's two wins right there. And they got to play the NFC South, which has pretty much uh, been not good. What do you mean? They're I mean, doing one, two, three, I shouldn't two. say not good. I, I just don't believe it. The, the Panthers. Good job on the Panthers, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to win a game. I picked a freaking division winner and they go 0-17. Good job, Panthers. Yep. All right, let's move on to the Sunday night football game, which was probably the most uh, hyped-up game we've had in a couple weeks now between the 49ers and the Cowboys. You could argue that these were the two best teams in the NFC, but after exiting the game, I don't know if you feel like that. Uh, the Niners kicked the crap out of the Cowboys, winning 42-10. to 10. Brock Purdy might have had his best game of his career. I don't think that's a stretch. He was 17-24 of 24 for 252 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, George Kittle, three catches for three touchdowns. Uh, he was awesome in this game. 49ers also rushed for 170 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Christian McCaffrey's touchdown streak continues. I believe we're up to 18 straight games. Uh, and the Cowboys, you know, Dak Prescott had a really bad game, 14-24 for 153 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Uh, and they were just not good in this game offensively, and the 49ers had their number the whole way. 49ers improved to 5-0, and and Dallas falls to 3-2 and on the year. So, how good are the 49ers? They're uh, pretty amazing. Their defense can shut down anybody. Always bet Chris McCaffrey anytime touchdown. It's probably odds are probably minus 550 now. They were like minus 210 or something. I'm going to start yeah. fading him. 
I know, but like he scored a touchdown in the last like 13 games. Yeah, but he's not going to. Oh, it's going to eventually. I, like I, I saw it was plus like 100. I think it was plus 190. No, I don't care. You still not doing it? What what number would it take you to do it? I don't even know because that offense oh is not, that offense is not fair. Plus three hundred, I'm hammering to that because McCaffrey's going to get hurt. I mean, he, oh no, no, I, I told Dave he is getting hurt. He's got the most carries in the NFL, and he didn't get hurt last year. So and there you go. But it's not even. I, I don't know. I mean, their offense is not fair. It's not fair. That's been their offense is lethal. You know, so many weapons. Brandon Ayuk. He's been great this year. Debo has been great. Kittle, you mean mismatch machine. Then you have McCaffrey. It's just so many offensive weapons. And I just get so jealous watching it. I'm like, damn. Like, they can just... And the defense is phenomenal. I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFL, and I don't think it's close. Brian yeah, Purdy is somebody that... He gets a lot of crap, right? A lot of people say, you know, a lot of people can do what he can do. Uh, and I do think he gets the benefits of, you know, having plenty of time in the pocket. Plenty of skill position players, like we said. But this past Sunday... I thought he was dynamite against the Cowboys. He was making a heck of a he was making heck of throws. Uh he was fantastic. Tight windows on the run. I tell you what, I think Brock Purdy is a legitimate MVP candidate. Yeah. I yeah, for sure. I tell you what, like I've been a I, I I've been in his corner, but now um he was awesome in that game against the Cowboys. So I'm mean, we'll see if he's gonna be able to if he can stay healthy and all that sort of but they're great. Cowboys, uh, what do you think on them? Are they uh, are they screwed? No, I, I mean, as you said, the Vikings are they're not. Their defense is still good. Michael Parsons, I think, is hurt. I mean, Dak Prescott, like, holy crap! Like, I don't get how you throw that many interceptions. You're not the answer either. But like, you're better than anything the Patriots had in like five years. So I don't know. So they you, got. What do you think they should do with Dak? You think they should keep him around? I mean, they will because they kept Tony Romo irrelevant for 15 years, so they'll probably keep him for a while. That's not the answer either. I don't really know. The Cowboys will always be a meteorology. So. I do think Prescott is good enough. While he does have his flaws, he turns the ball over, you have questions about his durability and his accuracy at times. I do think he's good enough. Like, it's tough to get a guy like Mahomes, Josh Allen. It's just really tough. There's only like two of those guys. And I do think Prescott is a fringe top 10 quarterback. I do. And I think he's surrounded with some good talent. Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, Cooks, Gallup. Like, I think he's surrounded. Jake Ferguson, the tight end. But uh, I just, sometimes he makes boneheaded mistakes. I do. I also think his offensive line isn't as good as it used to be. That has impacted his play a little bit. So uh, I do think he's good enough, but I don't think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC. If I had to power rank the NFC, I'd have them right now number four. I'd have the 49ers one, the Eagles two. I'd probably go Lions three, and then the Cowboys four. Yeah, that checks out. Then I have no. If idea you want to get, if you want to guess who the MVP is, odds odds wise, who would it be? Uh, I would guess that after this week, Jalen Hurts is the favorite. He is number five. Okay, hang on. Give me another guess. Plus seven hundred. I said Brock Purdy earlier. There's no way he's the favorite, though. No shot. He is number three plus six fifty. Josh Allen is what? Four plus seven hundred. One more guess. It's not McCaffrey. No way. He's he is number six at plus twelve hundred. Number one. Who could it be? It's not Tua. I don't think. No, he's number two. 
Plus he's four seven. Two. He's not number one. I'm getting closer. Is it Mahomes? Yeah, it's cover the frog, Patrick Mahomes, plus four. Really? You know, if I if I were to, to vote on it right now, I'd give it a Brock Purdy, I think. I really do. Crazy as that sounds. I I, I know McCaffrey's been dynamite, but that's tough. I don't know. I don't even know who I'd vote for, but Purdy is it's tough to argue against Purdy right now. He's three. Yeah, he is three plus six fifty. Mac Jones really a plus a million. Where's Mac Jones? I'll throw five bucks oh, on it. Plus, plus 40,000. That's pretty good. Let's do it, Peter. We'll buy a house after. Oh, wow. He He's a uh, worse odds than Andy Dalton. Mike what? That doesn't he make? That's crap. That's crap. That's Michael Murray that hasn't even played. That's crap. Sam Donald. Sam Howell. Bryce Young that hasn't won a game. Bailey Zappi is plus 2,500,000. Yeah, over oh, Matt. That's man. such crap. Yeah, this is crap, man. This is crap. I understand Max played like ass, but come on. No, res- no respect for my guy, Ted. No one's got it. Hey, what are you going to do? All right, Peter. Let's talk the Monday night football game. Uh, my guy, Josh McDaniels, got the W by the skin of his teeth against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Raiders uh, break their three-game losing streak and prove to 2-3 and three on the year. Garoppolo is 22 of 31 for 208 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Josh Jacobs ran for 70 yards and a touchdown. Jacoby Myers, old friend, had 75 yards on seven catches for a touchdown. Uh, Jordan Love, he struggled in this game. This might have been the worst game he's had all year. He was 16 to 30 for 182 yards with three interceptions. Uh, Christian Watson was his leading receiver for three catches for 91 yards. The Packers fall to two and three, and the Raiders move to two and three. Josh McDaniels wanted to give this game away, but he didn't. Um, what's your take on the Raiders here? Raiders, um, glad they got momentum versus the Patriots. Uh, Jacoby Myers, obviously, he is uh, pretty good. Jimmy Garofalo did as much as he could. Their defense shut down Jordan Love. On the other side, Jordan Love can't throw a deep ball. I think he's pretty inaccurate. I think it looks like Josh Allen's first here. He's just chalking it up and slinging it and just hoping and praying. Uh, Aaron Jones isn't that good either. Well, obviously he didn't play, but that, that was really concerning to me he too. Was old, he was older at this point. Yeah, I don't, I don't know his hamstring, just whatever he's doing. But I'm out on the Packers for the time being. I don't think Jordan loves the answer either. Wow. I mean, I think it is too early to say that for me personally. He had a bad game. I get it. But he still has shown flashes to me, so I'm not, like, jumping off the bandwagon yet. Peter's killing every quarterback today. He's out on Love. He's out on Prescott. He's out on Mac. Who else are you out? Anyone out else on. you out on? Okay. Who? I'm out on Mac. I was out on Mac, like, a year ago. Um, Dak. Let's see. Out on Dak. Out on Russell Wilson, out on Kirk Cousins. Jesus. Out on, yeah, you know, I can just go through. Out on Tua, because Tua sucks. <laughs> no. Obviously, out on Daniel Jones. Wow. Uh, Dustin Ritter, you can go away. Ryan Tannehill, uh, Will, Will Levis. I want Jameis Winston, so out on you too. And uh, the, yeah, that's good. That's good. Peter's out so, on like half, half the week. Jesus, Peter's out on half the league. I, I, but it's really for Jordan Love, you know. Uh, I'm curious to see what they elect to do with him, how much leeway they elect to give him at the end of the year. Do they make a decision after one year? Do they kind of give him another couple years? Like I'm curious to see how that all unfolds. But I do think the Packers will find themselves in an 8-9 to nine win range. But this was a bad game. Don't I get it, but uh, I'm not jumping off ship yet. This was a game the Raiders needed. Losing four in a row means... 
you lost the locker room, which means like I already think that locker room is pretty tenuous anyway with Devontae Adams and feels like a lot of guys are unhappy in there. Josh Jacobs, I know we got paid, but he isn't thrilled about losing. He said that before. So this is a game the Raiders needed, and if McDaniel's decision cost him another game, that would have been an uproar in there. So I don't even know if Josh would have made it to to Vegas while I was there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's that bad, though. I don't either. I think the Josh McDaniel slander is annoying, but I think a lot of slander is annoying, but what do I know? But another Monday night uh, fiasco, and that's terrible. Primetime games, in the most part, has sucked. Yeah, you're right. The 49ers-Cowboys had a lot of juice and didn't live up. This game wasn't... Uh, I mean, next week's Monday night game should be promising. Cowboys-Chargers, on paper. Yeah, we got to get there first. <laughs> Giants Bills. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. I'll probably Thursday, not turn that on. I'm not even going to turn that on. Thursday night, it's going to be Broncos-Chiefs. Yeah. See. Without Travis Kelsey, which means no Taylor Swift, so no one's watched. All right, Peter. Time for five picks, huh? Along with our survivor pick, which we keep moving on to. Can, All right, Peter. We can do the survivor real quick. I mean, All I right. just want them. I think we're together on this, right? Yeah, I think so. I have the bills. Oh, it's holy crap. Yeah, this one was an easy one for me. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go Bills hosting the Giants on Sunday Night Football. Daniel Jones is banged up. Bills are coming off a loss. This should be a layup for the Bills. Uh, the did one thing pick, that... Did you pick the Dolphins? I have not yet. Nope, haven't picked them yet. You got to save some, Peter. You can't kind of... Those are the two I was stuck between. But I picked the Bills. You know, they were coming off a loss. I think they'd be motivated to show Brian Dayball, their former offensive coordinator, they needed this W. So I think I'm going to go with that. The Panthers, I know, uh, they're 0-5 and they've looked bad. So that was the one I also considered. But, you know, Peter, you got to save some teams sometimes. You can't pick every team every week. Sure, sure. Week-by-week basis. And the Bills, I have more confidence in them to win the game than Miami does. I mean, they're probably, they're both layups, but I'll, I'll take the Bills this week. You know Spider-Man's picking? I do not know Spider-Man's pick yet. I can tell you who he's picked. Pull that up quick. Spider-Man. <laughs> I, I don't have it on me. I'm sure it was the Steelers. I've died. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't have it. Sorry, Peter. All right, Peter, who else do you have for, pick, for your picks? All right, first pick. All right, don't overthink it. Raiders minus three. I've seen enough on the Patriots. Jason's going to Vegas. It's all going to be the vibes. Uh, Last time we are in Vegas versus the Raiders. Obviously, the unthinkable happened, and I'm so sorry to your dad. Please, if if there's any sanity, I know he will, but, like, tell him not to bet on the Patriots. I don't want him to be sad again. Well, no, tell you what. It it wasn't – it was the way they lost last year. I don't want him to be sad when you all go there, and it's going to be like, 21-0 Twenty-one to zero at halftime, and then I'll just be laughing at my TV. Well, obviously I want to be there, but like, and then I'll just feel bad for everybody involved. You will, but you know it is what it is, and this is the bed we gotta lie in it. And I got, I, I, you just have to roll with it, and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm rolling with the punches here. I'm not even picking this game. I thought about picking it on the slate for spite, but I'm not gonna do it. I don't want to curse. I must pick it for spite too. I must make that premium pick of the week, but I did not. Okay. My first pick, I'm surprised you didn't make it your premium. I'm actually shocked. Um, but hey, Peter, you know what? I, re- I respect uh, the fate of me. I get it. My first pick, I'm going to go with the Texans, plus one and a half. They are hosting the Saints. Texans are coming off a close loss against the Falcons. Saints are coming off a big victory against the Patriots. CJ Stroud has looked awesome. Uh, I like the Texans to win this game outright. Texans improved to three and three through six games, and we're going to be talking about them as a potential playoff team down the stretch. Maybe. 
potentially. Didn't tell you that, and that's why I agree with you. Plus one and a half Texans. Uh, Saints coming off an emotional win. Texans couldn't score in the red zone at all. If they scored one time in the red zone, they would have beat the Colts. Yep, agree with that. My next pick, I'm going to go Lions minus three. Uh, they're he- they're heading to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. I'm still not a huge believer on the Bucks. I think their schedule has been sort of light so far. Um, early on, right, week one, they beat the Vikings. Then they beat the Bears, lost to the Eagles, and then they beat the Saints. And I'm not a huge believer on any of those teams that they beat. So I'm going to take the Lions here, minus three. I like the Lions to win this game by at least a touchdown. I like that. I like that, too. Uh, next pick, I have the Colts, plus four. As I alluded to in the beginning, uh, Jaguars are going across country, obviously. Oh, really across country, across two countries. Uh, Gardner Minshew, I think, is better than Anthony Richardson. Uh, what is that? Five weeks now, and he's got a heart four times. I can't. Oh, at least, yeah. Yeah, that's not that. That's not it either. I think Minshew is better than Anthony Richardson. Wow. I I really do. He's got to stop getting hurt. He's gonna be Garoppolo. I'm serious. Just he's gonna learn how to slide. He's gonna learn how to not take the hits. Uh, my next pick is a little different, Peter. I'm I'm feeling this one. It's a little different. I'm gonna go Cardinals plus six and a half against the Rams. I don't think the Rams are going to lose this game. I'm picking the Rams to win, but I think the Cardinals cover. It's an NFC West game. The Rams just traded away uh, Van Jefferson. The Rams have sort of showed that they're kind of in like a rebuilding mode, and I'm not necessarily sure um, that they're going to be able to beat the Cardinals by more than seven points. The Cardinals have been frisky. I know the last couple games haven't been that the case, but the Cardinals are going to show up and play this game. I like them to cover. Bro, the Rams have two Hall of Famer wide receivers, haven't you? Have you been told? Yeah, you're right. All right, next pick. Uh, 49ers minus five and a half. I don't care if they're on the road. 49ers can steamroll anybody. The Browns have no offense. And Deshaun Watson might not even play after the bye. Good pick. Uh, my next one, I'm going to go Eagles minus seven. They're going to New York to take on the Jets. Uh, this is the game the Eagles have been. Look, Eagles are five and oh. It hasn't necessarily been pretty, but they've gotten it done. So I'm expecting them to get it done against the Jets. Jets coming off an emotional win against the Broncos. Jets win this game. I mean, uh, Eagles win this game pretty handily. Eagles minus seven. Right Baron Rodgers. I wish you just charging along. Speaking of the charging along, all right, my premium pick of the week is Chargers plus two. I'll go back to the well. Um, Yeah, Chargers off of a bye. Justin Herbert should be healthy. Cowboys, show me enough. I think the Chargers defense will get healthier after the bye. So uh, mark my words, I will not pick the uh, Chargers. After this, if they lose uh, until the playoffs. I think I said that like three weeks ago, but that's why. I knew you were going to pick that. Uh, my pick, my premium pick of the week, I'm going to go with the 49ers minus five and a half. So fade that pick. Uh, you're, they're going to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Uh, Deshaun Watson, like you said before, we don't know if he's going to play. Uh, 49ers are going to roll here, minus five and a half. There's no way I get this one wrong, right? No, I really, I think the parlay this week is 49ers minus five and a half, Texas plus one and a half, and then I'm going to do the Colts plus four, and then you can do whatever you want. All right. Sounds good, Peter. I'm sure we'll be in uh, communication this weekend. Figure that one out. Well, I'll send you my, oh, we have that group chat now. I'll send you that uh, Raiders ticket and then alternate unders for like everybody else. There you go. Uh, and all right, Peter, that is our week five recap, our week six picks, along with our survivor picks and our premium pick of the week. We'll see how we do. I want to do better than 500. So we got a couple other things to hit on here quickly, Peter, before we wrap up. Uh, let's talk a little baseball here quickly. Uh, MLB playoffs, you know, I think it's been a pretty good product so far. 
Uh, but the one thing that kind of stuck out to me is Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, who is arguably the best pitcher of our generation, has not got it done in the postseason. You know, the Arizona, your Arizona Diamondbacks shelled him um, on what was it? What was it? Saturday night, Sunday night, whatever it was. Uh, and I think he got shelled for five runs in the first inning. So what is your take on Clayton Kershaw and what is his legacy when it's all said and done? Is it going to be best pitcher of the generation or postseason choker? No, he's, he's the best pitcher of our generation, as he said. I'd rather make it there than never make it there at all. You forget how good he was in the 2020 season, or right? When they won? Yeah, it was, was the COVID year. Lights, lights out. I know that was a COVID year. That's fine. I mean, he is a choke artist. He I think he is like a six ERA in the playoffs. So obviously that's not good. He's the first pitcher in MLB history, I think, to not record an out or something. Because he didn't even make it to the first inning, right? I don't believe so. I could be wrong, but I don't believe so. Yeah. Or to get not make it out of the first inning. I mean the Dodgers was that one on one right now? No, they're not. Two and zero, two and zero. Yeah, I mean the Dodgers are choke artists. So there you go. Every series, that's not the wild card. The wild card, get out of here. I miss a one game playoff, but it's not been that bad. So I'm looking at Clayton Kershaw's postseason stats. Right, he's got a record of thirteen and thirteen. He has an ERA of four point four nine, two hundred thirteen strikeouts. Uh, and look at his. You know, he's had what did I say? How many career starts? Over 20, 39 career starts, and he's only posted an ERA under three. And let's count how many one, two. He's only had an ERA under three on two of his whatever it was 19 starts. What was his 2020 ERA? He all right, so he pitched in five games, uh, he went four and one, he had an ERA of 2.93 that postseason. So if you want to go by year by year, 2008, he had an ERA of 4.5 in the playoffs. 2009, it was 6.07. 2013, it was 3.13. 2014, it was 7.82. 2015, yeah, 2.63. 2016, 4.44. 2016, 3.82. 2017, 4.20. 2019, 7.11. 2020, like we just said, 2.93. Um, 2022, 5.4, and right now he has an ERA of 162.0. Yeah, that's not fair. Right now, he's had one start, but... He's allowed 30 home runs and 39 playoff starts. But I'm with you. I I think he's the best pitcher of this generation, but I do think it's going to be more than just a footnote when we talk about Clayton Kershaw in 20 years. Like, hey, he's got that ring in 2020, but you know, it was the COVID year, and you know, there was nobody in the stand. Like, I do think people are going to bring that up. Like it or not, I do think that's going to be brought up. And I like Clayton Kershaw. I've been a fan of his for a long, long time. I think he's a gamer in the regular season. Everybody calls him, what do they call him, Mr. April. Um, he's a great regular season pitcher, but in the playoffs, he just has not got it done. You know, like I said, 39 career starts. He's given up 30 home runs. Career ERA of 4.49. How many hits is he allowed? He's allowed... Three million. It's 165 hits. In 194 in a third inning. Not good, man. That ain't good. So, uh, any other uh, MLB season thoughts here? I know as we record this on a Tuesday evening, there is some games that are going to be played tonight and tomorrow. Um, 
we haven't spoken since the wildcard teams have been eliminated. Uh, any takes on just any MLB uh, playoff takes in general. I think this Phillies Braves series has been phenomenal. That's oh, yeah. been my favorite series back and forth. Austin Riley, that home run, the catch, the warning track. That's been my favorite series throughout this postseason. For sure. Spencer Schrider, uh, blowing up in the Braves manager for taking him out. Obviously, uh, we'll call the Orioles dead. They're going to get swept. Yeah, I'm not either. That, that's kind of sad. They won 102 games or whatever. It's something stupid. The wild card, as I said, I want the one-game playoff again. That was a whole stupid waste of my time. And I think I've been saying this, and you've probably been saying this the last two, three years. The Vinter Series really seven games. I don't get how baseball can do whatever. Is it 162 still? But, yeah, it's 162 still. I don't get why that's five games. Short and now. I just so you're saying they should have what kind of format then? Well, just like the NBA, I just every like best seven, of seven, and then the wild card. I think it should go back to one game. I also Thanks. think there is getting a little too many teams in the playoffs. What are they up to twelve now? Um, but I think it's been an overall good product. Like I said, I think the Phillies Braves has been a phenomenal series. I think the Dodgers. I I don't think the Dodgers are done yet watch probably they're probably gonna be done by the time this podcast comes out but uh i think they're gonna kind of roar back a little bit so it's been good so far i think it's been good for the game uh we'll see how it kind of shakes out um any other uh mlb thoughts before i hit on a quick nba point Astros gonna make the world series again huh? who is astros astros uh, i'd like astros braves I, I actually i think texas is coming out i think it's gonna be the texas rangers that'd be my pick Oh, I don't so. Braves Rangers is what I said originally, and I'm going to stick by that one. All right, Peter. So I have one NBA talking point for you today. We are going to do an NBA preview show next week, LFG. We're going to have a couple guests, potentially up to three guests. We'll see how many we actually get, but we are inviting three. We'll see how many people It'll show. be me and you. It'll be me and you, and I'll be uh, in the Hornets. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be talking all things NBA. We're going to do our over-under for all teams in the NBA. Give our NBA finals predictions, our award predictions. It's going to be a, it's going to be a deep deep dive into the NBA landscape. Peter, you better get your uh, better get ready for this. It's going to be a, it might be a little bit of a long one, Peter, so I apologize. Oh, I will, I, I will. It doesn't matter. I will uh, pronounce Wemby's name right by next week. Even though I did call that like four months ago, that is his nickname and it's everywhere. I'm excited for the NBA and I'm glad. So I thought it'd be a nice little tease to kind of talk about uh, the annual NBA general manager survey, which is released every year. Uh, General managers answer like uh, they do like 50 questions and they answer them and it kind of talks about what's going to happen this year. And I don't know if you've looked at this list. I wouldn't mind if you didn't because I'm going to ask you who you think. So, um, number one, I'm not going to go through all 50, of course, but a couple. Of I was going to pull it up while you talk about it, but I won't even pull it up. No, no, don't look it up. I'm curious how you do here. Uh, which team will win the 2024 NBA Finals? Which team do you think the general managers of the NBA voted for? Was Who this, do you think the most votes? When was this released? Today? Or this is today. This was today. So, this was all off-season culminated. Oh, yikes. All right. So, Celtics, Bucks. Celtics Give me your top Bucks. three. Celtics, Bucks. Celtics, Bucks. Who's good in the West? Nuggets, I guess. Okay, so. so you were sort of close. The Celtics and Nuggets were tied, each with thirty-three percent. 
Uh, the Bucks were third with 23%. The Suns were fourth with 7%. And the Clippers were fifth at 3%. So the Celtics and Nuggets are co-favorites, according to the NBA GMs. All right, Peter, let's move on to another one. MVP. Who do you think the GMs like to be the next MVP? Who won it last year? You know who won it last year. Oh, Jokic won again? It can't be Jokic again. Did he, did he not? Uh, Am I crazy? I thought he didn't win last No, didn't Joel Embiid win last year? Oh, you're right. Embiid won. You're right. You're right. It should have been Jokic. You're right. All right. All right. Give me Jokic, though. Shocker. Uh, Jokic is the correct answer. Uh, the GMs picked Jokic, 43% of them. Giannis was second with 20% of the vote. Tatum was third with 13% of the vote. Luka Doncic was fourth with 10% of the vote. Uh, and a couple other people got votes, but those are the top four. Uh, this is an interesting one, Peter. If you were starting a franchise today and could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? Who do you think the GM said? Um, I'm going to say Giannis and then Wemby. I don't know how old Jokic is. So I'm going to say Giannis and then Wemby. Close, close. So Jokic was the number one with 33% of the vote. Uh, Victor Wembanyama was second with 23% of the vote. Giannis was third with 13%. Luka Doncic was fourth at 10%. This is the one I wholeheartedly disagree with. Anthony Edwards was fifth with 7%. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what I'll tell you what, that one to me makes no sense. I'd pick Tatum over Anthony Edwards. I'd pick Gilgis Alexander uh, over Anthony Edwards, just to name two off the top of my head. Joel Even like Embiid. Yeah, exactly. Those three off the top of my head. Um, I, yeah, That one, I'm, I don't I don't get. That one made no sense to me. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to move on here. I'm not going to do every category. Uh, this is a fun one. Um which team made the best overall moves this offseason? What do you think? Best moves. So, like, if it was on Tuesday, so Celtics, Bucks, obviously. And then the oh, – I don't even know. This one's a unique one. I'll, I'll read it to you. This one's different. Celtics, so Celtics and Bucks, obviously, right. They were, they were tied to number one with 23% of the vote each. And then – Third was the Portland Trail Blazers with 17%. So that means the NBA GMs, I guess, like the haul they got for Holiday and Lillard. Uh, fourth was the Lakers at 13%. Fifth was the Mavericks with 7%. And Peter, tied for fifth, was your Houston Rockets with 7%. Not my, not mine. But, wait, why? They haven't traded for James Harden yet. I, that's just what they said. Crazy, right? A little interesting. I'll read you. Hang on. How many more I'm going to do? I'm going to do. Okay. I like, I'm going to do two more, Peter. Maybe two, maybe three. All right. I'll be quick. Um, You're going to get mad about this. One. What was the most underrated player acquisition of the off season? Underrated. So, oh my God. All right. Bruce Brown. Close. I'll read it to you. Marcus Smart was number one at 17% with the Grizzlies. Oh my. Grant Williams was number two. The Mavericks at 14%. Dylan Brooks was third at 7%. This is such a fake look. All right, next category. This is such a fake look. Then Bruce Brown was also tied for third. Uh, And I'm going to do one more for you, Peter. And I just lost it. Hang on. That's such a fake look. Marcus Smart. Dylan Brooks, I can't even shoot. That got paid like $80 million or whatever. Something stupid. All right, last one. Who is the best best head coach in the NBA? 
What do you think the GMs voted? So, like, if it's not Popovich, is it Popovich or did he fall off? If Popovich fell on this list, Eric Spolster was number one at 73%, and I wholeheartedly agree. Number two is Tyron Lue at 10% with the Clippers. Uh, Steve Kerr was third with 7%. Then Popovich was tied for third with 7%. And then Mike Malone of the Nuggets was at third, uh, was at 3%. So you're telling me the Miami coach has 73%? Yeah, first place, yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so this was an interesting thing they do every year. And I, I, I mean, there's... Like I said, there's 50 freaking questions they ask. Like, who's player? Who's the most athletic player in the NBA? Who's the best peer shooter? Who's the fastest to the ball? Who's the best passer? Who's the best leader? Most versatile? Best basketball IQ? Who do you want to take the shot at the end of the game? Like, who is that? A, that might be like Curry, right? Uh, when the uh, shot at the game in the line. Steph Curry was number one at 37%. Kevin Durant. 27%, Damian Lillard, third, 17%, Jimmy Butler, fourth, 7%, Jokic, fifth, also at 7%. So I, I agree with that. I would have Lillard ahead of Durant, but yeah, I thought this GM survey was interesting, Peter, and I thought we'd kind of get into it for a couple of minutes, so we'll have more NBA on the way next week. We'll have two episodes for next week, so get your ass ready. All right, Peter, five questions, right? Let's do it. Is it your turn or my turn? It's my yours, turn, right? But... My turn, yeah. good. Uh, question number one, Peter. Uh, I'll stop boring you about football and basketball. Hockey. Uh, the NHL season has started on Tuesday. I know we talked about who we like to, to kind of win, but what would your expectations be for this Bruins season? Bruins season to not be, well, they're like top eight in the picks on. So make the playoffs and don't collapse. I don't want them to be as good as they were last year. One, no expectations. I agree. I think make the playoffs is a, is a pretty standard thing for them. If they don't make the playoffs, I mean, that would be disappointing because then you'd probably look like the Montgomery would probably get the get the boo and and so on. Uh, but that's interesting. All right, Peter, question number two. Uh, we're going to go back to the NBA here, Peter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot back to the NBA, right? Because why not? Have you watched any NBA preseason basketball? Pretty I've, easy question. I've, no, I have not. I watched Summer League and that's it. I actually did watch the first the first Celtics preseason game when I got back from the Patriots on Sunday because the Celtics starters played three quarters, so I was into it, and uh, it was very cool. I saw Pritchard got a uh, huge contract. Porzingis, yep, uh, Pritchard got thirty million. Question three, Peter. So the Sphere in Vegas, right? We're gonna go to Vegas. Uh, I'm not. I will not be attending the Sphere, but um, when the Sphere is eventually kind of more, I guess. Uh, more acclimated in Vegas and everything else. What artist should perform at the Sphere? Right now, it's just you two. At the Sphere. So, who's from Vegas? So, it should be yeah, like... It can be rap. anyone you want. All right, Meek Mill. We're talking about him today in Philly. Is there any Meek- reason why? No, nah, we're just talking about him today at work. No. Interesting. you got to tell me how Vegas is because they're uh, constructing the F1 thing. Agreed, he- Yes, 100%. I will send you total pictures on that. Uh, question four, Peter. Uh, since you're not going to Vegas, I, I will I will stop talking about the, the Vegas. I'm, I'm going to go to Tennessee, Peter. I'm going to move to Tennessee uh, for, for obvious reasons. Um, I've never been to Tennessee, Peter. So what is the – you've been to Tennessee, right? Yeah, twice. Okay, what Three is times. the best thing to do in Tennessee? Um, so bad. Drink. Nothing. That's uh, it, really? That was a pretty yeah. disappointing answer. Nashville. 
Yep. I, I, I want to go to Nashville. We'll see if uh, we'll see. I guess that's, that's or Knoxville. You go to a Tennessee game. Interesting. Okay. Oh, you can't go to a Tennessee game. I could. I could. I could. You're right. We'll have to see, Peter. We'll have to see. That's a bad uh, answer. Yeah, you know, you know, it is what it is. I kind of spurred that on. I was thinking about that when I was asking about Vegas. I was like, you know what? I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to ask it for it because we were talking about Tennessee earlier. Uh, all right, question five, Peter. I'm not going to go to the NFL. I'm going to go to college football. Uh, have you watched any college football lately? And if so, how do you feel about your original college football playoff predictions? Oh, okay. So Alabama, I'll see ya. You can't not yet. Play. Not officially yet. Not a, that's not officially a see ya. Yeah, Clemson. Oh my God. See, see ya. Clemson's Colorado, a see ya. Colorado State. We're. I think we're going to be right about that. They fell off. I really do. Um, Georgia's going to just keep winning forever. Uh, I feel great about my. Michigan's doing good, not great. Not Undefeated, great. but they can be doing better. I feel great about my Oregon pick. I might bet them to win the whole thing. Yeah, they probably they, they could. Ohio State's doing way better than I thought they were. Oklahoma's doing amazing. Texas obviously lost to them. I've been watching more college football than I thought I would. Tony, it's been great. It's been a great college football year. All right, Peter. So that was our five questions, not about football. I know I got a college football in there, but hey, it wasn't NFL. Uh, next week, we're going to be catching everybody with two Count them two podcasts. We're going to have our, our usual uh, NFL recap and preview for the following week. That'll be a short 20, 30-ish minute podcast. Uh, and then we're going to do an NBA preview. Like we said, we're going to have a couple guests. It could be three guests, could be two guests, could be one guest, could be me and Peter. Who knows? But we're going to hit everybody in the NBA world. So get ready for that. Uh, the NBA season is here and upon us. Peter, I will catch you next week. I will let you know how Vegas is. Have fun in Vegas. Remember, number one, Hornets. Number two, Rockets. Number three, Pistons. Oh, I can't even do Rockets. Two, Pistons. Three, okay. uh, Bulls, obviously. All right. NBA, stay hot. We love you. Have fun in Vegas. Thank you.